With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
to the show. Uh, good evening to everybody who's listening. And once again, this is the Neo Soul Show. Um, I am going it alone tonight. Uh, this has been a whirlwind month for everybody um, involved with the show and next video. Shout out to everybody at next video. Um, and Angela um, in particular for reaching out to me and um, checking in on me. Uh, for those of you that may not remember, I am in my, the end of my first semester of law school and demo with finals. And uh, shout out to MJ who was also taking finals as well. So we have been very, very busy, and that's why there haven't been any live shows for a number of weeks. But um, we all had this day marked on our calendar. Uh, we knew this day was coming, and I wish the Q-Man uh, was available, but he has some family emergency that he is dealing with. So uh, for the first time in a long time, I am going to be one of the only voices that you hear on the show tonight. But as they say in Hollywood, the show must go on. If you are looking at your calendar and you're aware of today's date, it is the third Wednesday of the month. That means that it is the Wednesday Rewind. And we are going to be joined in the in very, very short period of time by the Chancellor of Soul, Mike Bone. Uh, we opened the show with uh, a mix from the last Wednesday Rewind that we did on our Wilson Ticket. And we have another great show lined up tonight. For those of you that are new to the Wednesday Rewind, uh, you came in just in the nick of time. Uh, but every third Wednesday, the Chancellor joins us on the show where he spotlights a, um iconic artist and or group, a classic soul artist and or group, and uh, chronicles their journey uh, through their career and through their music. And uh, Q and I always learn something new because we are not always uh, as astute as we like to portray ourselves to be. Uh, so this is going to be another great learning experience. Uh, I see if the Chancellor is on the line, so we aren't going to waste any time. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it's time for the Wednesday Rewind, and I bring to you the one, the only, the Chancellor of Soul, Mr. Mike Bone. Mike, got your line? Good evening. How you doing? I'm doing good. Mike, how's everything going with you? Oh, pretty good. Can't complain. Everything is right, copacetic. All right. That's one of my favorite words. My, my friends always look at me like, what does that mean? Like, go look it up. Copacetic <laughs> is an amazing word. Yeah. Yeah, created by the uh, great Bill Bojangles Robinson. Yes, sir. I did know that. I know I just told everybody that, you know, not as astute as we like to think we are, but I did know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So how's everything been going with you, Mike? Pretty good, pretty good. You know, I've been very busy and, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting things together, you know, I guess for the holidays and myself and the coming year, you know, and... Uh, just uh, been busy. Yeah, yeah. How about yourself? Pretty much doing the same. Yeah, pretty much doing the same thing. Uh, well, personally, I'm I'm wrapping up finals from our first semester up here in Boston at law school and pulling mm. my hair out and mm. killing myself and not eating and losing weight and everything oh. else that comes with stress. Oh wow! Yeah. 
But uh, I got one more final left, and then uh, I can relax for about mm. a month and, and feel really good about life and like feel like I won. Right. Well, hard work does pay off. So you know, yeah, hard work definitely, definitely pay off. You know, it's not a total waste at all. Yes, I'm just actually glad that um, the, the schedule for my finals has worked itself out. That my last final is on Saturday, so I actually had enough time to be available, right, to be on the show mm. tonight. Because I've been in my, I've been in my A for about three or four weeks mm. from the mm. show, so. I'm available now. I got tomorrow and Friday to brush up on my criminal law for my final on Saturday. So tonight, it's me and it's you. The, la- the ladies aren't even here. Q ain't here. It's just us. And all oh. of us, of course. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Q, Q, Q? Q sends his, you know, his love always. He loves you to death. He's dealing with uh, family oh, issues. Tell- and... Well, tell Q, man, we miss him and, you know, God bless and good luck. You know, and uh, you know whatever he's you know going through right now. You know, God bless will. him. Yeah, we'll let him know. And I I got a message from MJ, who also you know the producer on the show, and she just walked out of her last final. She's mm. an undergrad, so wow. She's she's away. So been very very busy December for all three of us. Yeah, I could imagine. I could imagine. Wow. So, Enough, enough of all that, all that school-related work stuff. And, you know, bring the mood up. I see that tonight we are spotlighting Booker T and the MG. Yes. So I got my legal pad out because I am, I'm in the dark on this one. This is going to be a complete learning experience. Hmm. For me, I probably know some of the music. You always play music like I'm not aware of the artist names, and then I'll hear a song. I'm like, oh, I know that. Right. Well, the one you just finished playing, uh, Wilson Pickett, mm-hmm. that's back. Uh, Bugatini MG's back that song up. As okay. a matter of fact, that's part of the Stax uh, Vault label. You know, so yeah, they did a lot of. They were like the house band for Stax Vault. Okay. For a lot of hits, including their own. You know, they also had hits on their own, but they would like the house band, including others like Isaac Hayes and, you know, and the Memphis Horns and people like that that made a great contribution to make that Stax Southern Soul sound, you know, right. uh, worldwide, you know. So, uh, yep, yep, the song you just played, they were a part of that. All right, so getting my messages, I see some of our listeners are... Or texting me so you guys can join the chat at blogtalkradio.com slash the deal soul show or you can always look in on your phone uh, the number is 347-237-5212 and whenever you're ready Mike we, go ahead, we, can, we can get things started okay um, well we're talking this is our special uh, artist of tonight is Bugatini MGs uh, like I said earlier they were the house band for um Stacks Vault that was um, founded by Jim Stewart and his sister Estelle Axton. And of course, you know, the ST is from Jim Stewart's last name, and, and you know, Estelle Axton is the AX, you know, from her last mm-hmm. name, her marriage last name. She was, you know, married to, um, oh, I forgot his name, but anyway, her uh, husband was last name was Axton. So they just came together and formed the label. 
uh, around like 1960, 59, 60. So, you know, um, Booger T, you know, was a young um, 18-year-old that started with um, the, not the marquee, but the marquees were like the first of the stack sound. You know, they were like a group of white guys that had a black sound. And mm-hmm. Packy Axton was the son of Estelle Axton, who played trumpet for the Marquis. The song was called Last Night, and that was really the Stax Vault's uh, label's first big hit, Million Seller, actually. Mm-hmm. And about, uh, I would say, a year later came the group Booger T and the MGs, you know, consisted of Booger T. Jones, Steve Cropper, who played guitar, Booger T. played, of course, keyboards, organ. And uh, first was Louis Steinberg. He played bass. And the great Al Jackson Jr. was the drummer. So they were like one of the first integrated groups, you know, really to, I would say, have hits, you know, and uh, as far as like their collaboration of the many hits that they've created and backed up, of course. So, you know, they had a few hits here and there, um, a song called Jelly Bread, and and of course it went up to Behave Yourself, which is a bluesy number, and of course that million seller was Green Onions, which everybody knows. Matter of fact, it's been played in commercials of today. Um, you know, you hear that song constantly on commercials and movie trailers and and so forth. So that was their first million seller, and it went on to have others. And then they, of course, like I said, they backed up others, many, many, many stock stacks artists. Otis, you know, Otis Redding was one uh, for a minute. And then, uh, of course, uh, Carla Thomas and Rufus Thomas, uh, the man who created the breakdown, the, the robot, the funky chicken, and all the other hits. Wow. And, um, oh, my goodness, so many. Um, Sam and Dave, I'm a soul man. That's Booger T and MG's backing them up there. And um, they were just like the house band. They were the main people. You know that that created that sax sound, sax uh, stack sound, excuse me, along with the Memphis horns. You know, so yeah, yeah, the Booker T they played a vital role in you know in American music and entering a new genre in R and B music, which is called Southern Soul. So they were like uh, there from like the beginning of that, mm-hmm. and of course Al Jackson, the drummer. Uh, went on to record, you know, after they broke up, like around in the early 70s, like 71, Al Jackson went on to write and produce with Willie Mitchell for Royal Studios, which is High Studios, that Al Green recorded, Let's Stay Together, and I'm Still In Love With You. Al Jackson is playing drums on there, not only uh, being listed as a musician, but he also co-write, co-wrote a lot of songs that Al Green recorded. So, you know, he's one of the greatest drummers, influential drummers, you know, in the history of um, drumming, you know. Okay. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, and of course, Duck Dunn was the basis for the group. Uh, even influenced the Beatles because, um, actually, um, respect Otis Redding's, you know, uh, recording in 1965, which Aretha Franklin, of course, recorded and made an international hit in 67, um, influenced the Beatles to write Drive My Car for their Rubber Soul album. 
Paul McCartney was so taken with Duck Dunn's playing, he copied the bass sound of Respect and put it on Drive My Car. Any Beatles fans out there like myself will listen to Drive My Car, the bass part, is Respect, Otis Redding's Respect, that Duck Dunn plays bass on. So he was very influential as well. And, of course, Steve Cropper, uh, the guitarist, one of, he's one of the greatest guitarists as far as an R&B, um, was also influential in his playing. So, yeah, it's... it's um, they were very, they were a very influential, influential group, you know, very influential. Okay, well, that's a nice, nice start. We always have a little, little music, give you a little break. Mm-hmm. So we'll jump into uh, a lot of the music. I'm assuming uh, some of their hits and also songs that they played background for uh, during the time with Sax, right? Okay, so. We're going to play a little bit from Booker T and the MGs and the old soul show. We'll be right back.
so we are back. Uh, it's the Neo Soul Show. Again, powered by next to the L. Dot com. I go by the name T. Mitch, and I am joined by the Chancellor of Soul, Mike Boone, and uh, we are coming back from a musical interlude that was a, a lovely mix of Booker T and the MGs. Uh, gave me a little bit of time to brush up a little bit, get some, get some information, then get a couple of questions for the Chancellor. Uh, I got you. Are you still with me, Mike? Yes, I'm, I'm right here. All right, so I'm not going to... Q would normally ask you for some controversy. I'm going to see if we can get through one Wednesday Rewind without talking about something negative. Okay. We're going to keep it completely positive. Okay. So, uh, my family, my mom grew up in the 60s and the 70s. She would always say that the music that was created at that time would always mm-hmm. stand the test of time because... Right. It always touched people in a way that she felt music no longer did. Like you would, they would listen to a song, something that she would always say, and you could listen, you could hear the first two or three chords of a song and know exactly what song it was, what artist it was, and where you were the first time you heard that song. Absolutely. So I guess my question to you is, as we were just listening. To that mix and, and all of that music and 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 like I said, there were a number of songs that I heard that I immediately I know that song, I know where I heard that from, I had no idea that it was Booker C and the MGs. Mm. Is there is there a particular a particular song, a particular instrumental that we just heard that that, that stands out to you and takes you back to a time that you can vividly remember? Well basically, um I would say with Soul Man, and um, this one I, I should have included, uh, Johnny Taylor's Who's Making Love. That was another main seller that was backed up with Booker T and the MGs. Um, yeah, Soul Man was um, an important factor, basically, in my life, because as, as being a kid, you know, um, Soul Man was like a part of an era that uh, the Soul uh, Black Power era was beginning to start at the time. Of its release And when it was released You know The year 1967 There was a lot of riots That summer You know In Newark East Harlem And Detroit You know And other cities You know um, You know The country was burning So At the time You know To prevent Black owned businesses From burning in their neighborhoods They would put down This is owned by a soul brother So The word soul man appear in a few of the stores and Isaac Hayes was inspired to write Soul Man from that title he said well man why can't a soul man be like a superhero a good lover or something like that you know or anything else for that matter so you know that was just as important because it was first of all it was a, a big hit and as you know it became it's iconic actually because the Blues Brothers came out years later and recorded that you know in a briefcase of blues LP, which actually sold two to three million copies, and they featured on Saturday Night Live as you know their warm up. So, you know that song and Green Onions, of course, um, was like a jam song. I say for my older brothers and sisters because they were they were just beginning high school at the time, and um, so you know the instrumental of Green Onions is just you know was a jam session in the studio. But it was a feel. It's a feel good song, you know. That when I used to DJ, um, 
in my gigs, I used to include Green Onions. And that's the last cut. If anybody don't know Green Onions, that's the last cut that was on the set that we just played. Um, that song, In the Midnight Hour, of course, was the beginning of the change of the Stax sound, Stax Vault sound, because Midnight Hour had featured a delayed beat by Al Jackson Jr. So it was the delayed beat came from when they was having trouble in the studio trying to come up with a lick for the song. So Jerry Wexler, he was an A&R man at Atlantic Records, was in the studio and he said, you know, well, the kids in New York is doing this dance called The Jerk. So, of course, he's awkward, <laughs> you know, doing it in the studio. And he's raising his arms and he's trying to do the jerk. So Al Jackson Jr., being the genius he is, followed his, you know, what he was doing. And blueprinted it into his set. And next thing you know, it started at the late beat that you hear in a lot of Stax records, you know, uh, after Midnight Hour. And, of course, you know... Uh, when Midnight Hour was like uh, one of the first songs, I think, of Stacks to be nominated a Grammy, if I'm not mistaken, okay. you know, for Wilson Pickett, you know. And, um, you know, so each one, yeah, they do take me back to a time where, like your, your like you said, quoted your mother, had said it was, a, it was like a feel-good type of time, you know, for the music, musically speaking, not the times and stuff, because it was some horrific times, you know, at that time <clears throat> that was going on, Vietnam and the riots and racism, civil rights, you know, things like that was going on in the world at the time. And um, But the music itself was self-explanatory because it coincided with what was going on in the black community. At the time, any in any community at the time, because this music had crossed over so big, <clears throat> not only to uh, the pop charts here in the United States, but it crossed overseas, where the Beatles were listening to it, and 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 all the England groups and the English kids were listening to American music, and it you know it became so big, Booger T and the MGs and the Stacks staff was like, well wait a minute, you know we're on our own little cocoon here. We had no idea we were popular in England. Right. And, of course, you know, Otis Redding went over there. He was like a king over there. He thrown Elvis Presley as being, you know, one of the top uh, number one artists in 1967, which Elvis had held that for 10 years. And Melody Maker was a magazine, number one magazine called Melody Maker. And Elvis Presley had dominated top male position, number one top male position for 10 years until Otis Redding came. Right. So Otis Redding, you know, had dominated, you know, and, and dethroned Elvis and became number one. So it was very, very important that it had, you know, it was like a transatlantic crossover for this music to appeal to those kids over there in, in the UK. You know, and they love soul music. They, 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 they worship soul music. It's a thing called Northern Soul that's been, you know. Around since 1969, where they worship rare soul records by artists that nobody knows, mm-hmm. and thousands and thousands of these records have been recorded. But here in the United States, they're not accepted. So the kids in England pick them up and they bring them over there, and they have these gigantic parties, and you know where you know places where it's packed with these kids, you know people, Northern Soul people. 
And it's a huge club, you know, so they're big supporters of soul and R&B music. And um, so this, what Booger T and the MGs did was help cross over the Southern Soul sound, you know, uh, across overseas. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, they played a vital, important part in uh, their contribution in American music. Being an integrated group nice. too at that time, you know. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was going to ask you about that, about that too. Being that they were inter interracial and it being the the southern sound, like I, you know, I, I used to ask you this all the time whenever we would do a Wednesday rewind. Um, mm-hmm. I, so you you said that the Beatles were influenced by them and they had a a big following overseas mm-hmm. and obviously had a following here. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a, is there a sound or an artist or group that kind of takes you back to Booker and the MGs that's, you know, today or in the last 10 years? Um, not really, because a lot of the stuff um, is sampled by a lot of the, you know, today's uh, groups. I guess you're referring to Neo Soul, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of them sample, not a lot, but some do sample some of the um, artists like Booker T and MGs and um, the Meters and people like that, you know, of uh, that Southern Soul caliber. So not really. No, they're trying to capture the sound. Sadly, I wish they could capture it, but there's really nobody out here that re- really reminds me of Booker T and MGs. I think Booker T and MGs are a group that just stand the test of time. They just stand, you know, they're in their own category. You know, their own uh, signature sound. Where they just, you know, stand alone, basically. You know, so I don't think there's wow. anyone that can emulate them. And many people have tried, you know, like like I said, even the Beatles. I mean, Paul McCartney came very close to playing uh, Duck Dunn's, uh, the bass player of Book TMG's, Duck, Donald Duck Dunn, his bass line of respect unto Baby You Can Drive My Car. Mm-hmm. You know, and very, very close. And Paul McCartney is a is a very good basis, extremely good basis. But you know, tried to, he tried to emulate that sound that Duck Dunn had produced. But a talented individual is a talented individual, and they stand basically by themselves. And I don't think it is anybody that can emulate anything with a God given talent. You know, so I don't I don't hear anybody today that can. That has really emulated that sound that Booker T represented. Okay. Now, most of those, you know, groups from that that era that are that are still alive, if they like, they have the Temptations that still kind of go on the road and perform. Obviously, different incarnations mm-hmm. of the group and different members fill in because, you know, none, none of us can can beat Father Time. Do right. Our our Booker our. Is the group? I know probably not the group name, but like, do do the do the remaining members or or is there an, an incarnation of cousins and nephews? Is anyone carrying the torch and performing live in the South? Well, Al Jackson Jr. unfortunately was killed 40 years ago in '75, uh, the night of the Ali fight. Ali, I think, had fought with um, Joe Frazier, Thriller Manila. Wow. And yeah, he went to see that fight and came home or whatever and was murdered in his own house. And, oh, wow. you know, so his cousin 
uh, Steve Potts is a drummer. And he had joined with Booker T and MGs in the early 90s. And they, you know, trying to redu- uh, um, produce that type of sound that they had in the 60s and 70s. Um, Booker T still plays. Doug Dunn passed away, you know, in 2012 in Japan when he was on in the concert in Japan. And Steve okay. Cropper, you know, um, Booker T and, and Steve Cropper are only original members alive out of that, you know, quartet. Um, they continue to keep the sound alive. They were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as a matter of fact. And the president, um, President Obama, about a couple of years ago, had honored the stack sound, the uh, Southern sound, which mm-hmm. actually included Steve Cropper and Booker T and the White House. So, um, you know, there were people who came in and tried to. Um, Take the place of Al Jackson Jr. And there is—I don't think there's anyone that's taken um, Donald Duck Dunn's place since of his passing. But there have been others, you know. Uh, like uh, I like—I wanted to mention that Booger T. Well, two of the members of the Booger T. M.D. Uh, quartet were featured in the movie The Blues Brothers, the first movie. Uh, Steve Cropper was the guy with the long hair that had the pipe in his. Oh no, he had the long hair and the beard and the guitarist. And Donald Duck Dunn was the curly-haired guy that had the pipe. And he was the bassist. And there was uh, another drummer named Willie Hall. He was Isaac Hayes' drummer uh, that played on Isaac Hayes' records. Dean from Shaft and all the other ones. Another great drummer, Willie Hall. And, you know, they all became the Blues Brothers Band and tried to, you know, uh, emulate that stack sound that they, Booker T had produced in the 60s. So, yeah... Yeah, it's been, you know, musicians over the years that have played with members of Booker T and the MGs. Well, at least two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least two of them, you know. Because they disbanded, the group disbanded in 71. Because Booker T actually moved to California and married, um, uh, I think, uh, Rita Coolidge's sister, Priscilla Coolidge. And he produced, wow. matter of fact, uh, Bill Withers' Ain't No Sunshine. And Al wow. Jackson, yeah, and Al Jackson Jr., uh, as I understand, is playing drums on that particular session with uh, Bill Withers. Yeah. Wow, that took me back on man. I was also just reading and seeing that uh, Booker T and the MGs have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and mm-hmm. received a, a, a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Grammys. Yes, in 2004. So, mm-hmm. so they 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 received the accolades. Like sometimes I feel like when we we do some of these um these artists and these bands, unless it's one of the the, the, the heavily iconic yes. groups, you know, sometimes yes. they seem they, they 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 tend to somewhat be unsung. Mm-hmm. But unless you were there during that time, like you don't really know. But it's it's good to see that. They, they they get a lot of recognition, you know. Neil Diamond, Neil Young wanted to play with them. Bob Dylan, yes, yes, playing with them like those, those are some really big names. Yes, and they were to, honored to over, recognize them. Yeah, they were honored overseas, like kings and queens. You know, kings actually. You know, I'm mm-hmm. including Carla Carl Thomas because she was over there for a minute. But yeah, they were honored. You know, like kings over there. You know, they were worshipped musically speaking uh, mm-hmm. overseas. You know, so. Um, you know, they had no idea that their sound had traveled and was so 
influential to others, you know, uh, overseas as well as the United States, over here in the States. So, yeah, they they, they have so many accolades, well-deserving accolades, you know, that um, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to fathom. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to fathom, you know. So uh, Booker T actually had recorded something in 1981. He went on his own totally. And he had a hit in 1981 called Don't Stop. And it was on A&M Records. And uh, it was a pretty moderate hit here, you know, in, in New York. Um, at the time, the same year that Kiss FM had started, uh, back in August, they they constantly played that song by Booker T. And WBLS here in New York as well had played that So. Um, each individually, you know, has succeeded in their own field. You know, like I said, the two, Steve Cropper and Donald Duck Dunn, was in the Blues Brothers movie, and they were on Saturday Night Live as the Blues Brothers band. You know, unfortunately, Al Jackson, like I said, was murdered. And, um, you know, so they did very well. You know, very well and well-deserving accolades. And make sure we get across and leave the fans with. Mike? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear oh, that. <laughs> is there any, 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 any last comments or anything we want to leave the fans with as far as Booker T and the MGs go? I did want to mention one thing I did forget. Um, it was included in the um, mix that I. In, um, the music mix that I did for Booker T. Uh, the song Hip Hugger was sampled by Heavy D and, and the boys <clears throat> called Don't Curse. And nice. I think it was on his Blue album back in 90, 89 or 90. So, yeah, that song was sampled by um, Heavy D and the boys. And like, I think it's 1990 they were. Uh, it was a you know, big radio hit and big hit period. For them, but as far as Booker T and G's, they were just you know um, one of the greatest uh, quartets in the history of music, and uh, <clears throat> they built the foundation of what Southern Soul represents and their representation of Southern Soul. And uh, not only did they create the greatest house band of that label of Stacks Ball, but they're the greatest band. Period in the world And um, if you really really want to Get into some real good Down home southern soul Check out Booger T and the MGs You know buy their greatest hits Or buy their individual CDs And just listen to them And I guarantee you You know you'll feel What they're playing You know mm-hmm. in a vacuum your soul I think I'm a I'm a do that myself. I gotta after Saturday I'm gonna have a month off. Just sit around and do nothing. I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that. Really update my music library, especially a lot of the the music that we've uh, we've talked about over the past two two yeah past two or three years now. Mm, yes. So yes. Definitely gonna put something together and go back to the shows and get everything together because I do remember that you said that this was this this was the this was the swan song. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely swan song, you know. And um you know, what could you say about them? 
You know, they're they're just, you know, I had to choose them because, you know, in listening to them one night, I said, you know, this would be a great topic for the Wednesday, you know, rewound on the Neo Soul Show because, I mean, too many people don't know too much about them, but they've heard the music. You know, they've heard the million sellers that have been featured in movies and movie trailers and um, television shows, you know, but nobody knows who they are, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to feature them, you know, tonight. You know, definitely as, a great uh, pick. Thank you. And uh, you know, as always, a, a learning experience, a great a great way to spend an hour on Wednesday night. I will definitely let Q know he will be extremely jealous. <laughs> yeah, we do. <definitely>. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I know you got a busy schedule coming up. You got anything coming up you already got booked you want to tell anybody about? Uh, no, nothing uh, right this second, but I know next month is going to be extremely busy uh, with my SoFact shows and everything being, you know, broadcast and me producing uh, some of the shows that are on YouTube. And anybody wants to get a chance to look at them, you know, they're on YouTube on my channel, Chance B. And you can, you know, listen and learn some of the, about the artists that I talk about, you know, on Soul Facts. So that's basically, you know, my, uh, my, uh, what I'm doing right now is producing shows just like that on artists that, you know, deserve recognition. All right. Well, you know, we got, you have, you have about five supporters here on the Neo Soul Show. And Thank you. Know, we wish we wish you continued success and, 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 and good health and, and every you. other positive thing that I, that's not coming to me at this very moment. But you know, we we have absolutely enjoyed this. That's probably the best idea I've ever come up with for this show after the very 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 first time that the three of us ever you know spoke on air about. About soul music, yes, and uh, just just feel very blessed. To, I was having a conversation with um, MJ recently, mm-hmm. and I was telling her, you know, with with, with the with the internet, social media, things of that nature. I think that, and I don't want to I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to come across as arrogant or or selfish, but just I think very very intricate shows and and things that that talk about the history of, of music and, and how we got to where we are, I think they, they, they lose their, their value, they lose their relevance because everybody has an opinion in today's yes. world. Everybody can jump up and, and create something and be a radio host for two, three weeks or have a radio a YouTube page and you know, things that shouldn't get as many views or likes, they dominate the internet and things that things that we should be Watching and memorializing and paying tribute to fall under the radar. I was telling her that I just I just feel that the opportunity that's been given to us to do a show like this and then to have been able to do a Wednesday rewind on a show like this, you know, things that that, that create legacies. That when she and I and Q and when when all of us are no longer here, that somebody could. Google us and stumble on this, or someone could find your soul facts, and that will always be there, and it will always will make. We're making sure that these things continue to live on even after we do. It's just a feeling that is very indescribable. 
Absolutely. And I just want to give my thanks and shout out to all of you for letting me participate in such a wonderful, wonderful um, website that you have. Um, it's, I think the Neo Soul website is an X to the L. is a wonderful site. It's an insight of what's going on today and your history of what's happened in the past. And musically speaking, thank you for letting me be a part of the Wednesday Reround. I think it was a great idea of yours, you know, to educate some of our young listeners who these artists are because our history is being erased and it's being um, twisted in a lot of ways, saying a lot of untruths to who really made contribution to this music. And, you know, let truth be told. It has to be told. The story must be told. The history must be told and told correctly. So you won't mislead a lot of young people saying, well, this one did this and this one did that, and it's not true. You know, for people who, music historians that come along and just twist the truth, you know, into an untruth. So shows like this that you produce and that you put on the air and that people listen to, uh, it's a great, you know, I say institution to a lot of ears that are listening to this. And I thank you so much for letting me be a part of that. And I've enjoyed you two so much, man. I'm I'm really going to miss you guys very, very much, you know, and uh, each month that we've done this. You know, I had so much fun. You just cannot imagine. Cannot imagine, really. So thank you, and God bless you too, and, you know, and sisters, you know, and everyone that's been a part of the Wednesday Rewind. Uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday Rewound. And um, to our fans out there and listeners, thank you so very much. And God bless you all. All right, Mike, you take care. And then, you know, if you have, it, you have time, chop in on us, and we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on you as well. Yes, absolutely. You, I'll be popping in at times of time, you know, on you guys and, and checking you out. All right, Mike, have a good night, man. And if I don't you talk too. to you before then, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thank you. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. The listeners and everyone, and be safe, right, please. My God bless you. Right, good night. That was the Chancellor Soul, Mike Bone. Uh, yes, this was the the last Wednesday rewind. Uh, without stretching that out any further, because I just don't want to add too much to how Mike ended the show. Because I agree absolutely 150 percent with what he said. Um, next week on the Neo Soul Show, we are going to have a Christmas show. We will be playing Christmas music from some of our favorite Neo Soul artists, past, present, and I want to say future, but that will kind of give away something. So I'm not going to do that. As always, um, big shout out to Sister Sweet um, for staying on top of me and making sure that I got back on my P's and Q's with the show. Uh, good luck to MJ on her finals. Q, we have you in our thoughts and prayers. And as always, we will see you all next week. But we will try and do better. XCL.com. We're out of here. Good night, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.